Hey, everybody. How you doing? Happy 4th of July. I am so excited that you guys are here today. This is Off the Bench, and my name is Heidi St. John. Thank you guys for joining me on Independence Day. Today, I'm excited to have a new guest on the show. Heidi Hartnell is here, and we're going to talk about the fight for medical freedom. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys, so I hope you're having a great day celebrating Independence Day. I'm going to be in Longview, Washington today at the Go Forth Parade, marching in the parade with my family and just having a hoot and holler and good time. So if you're anywhere in Cowlitz County coming out and say hello, we are going to be marching for freedom. And that's what we're all about here in the United States. Uh, This country was founded on the principles of freedom, that we have been given certain unalienable rights. And among those are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And uh, today I'm excited to have Heidi Hartnell on the show. She's a board member for an organization that I have tremendous respect for, Informed Choice Washington. These guys have been on the front lines of fighting against vaccine mandates and mask mandates and all the insanity that we have been living through in the country for the last two and a half years, which really, if, if you look at what's going on in the medical community, you can see this has been building for a long time. We just happen to get swept away Uh, in the midst of the Rona. And so uh, I ran into her in Wenatchee recently, asked her to come on the show. I'm thrilled that she's here. Heidi Hartnell, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. It's fun now. You know, we're we're relatively new at uh, doing this thing uh, on video. So we just started doing video. We just pretty much got onto YouTube a few months ago. And so it's fun to be able to see the guests now and not just talk to them. So I'm glad that that you came. So you and your husband uh, live... uh, really out, you know, uh, more Eastern Washington. Mm -hmm. And you guys have three children, three daughters, and you're from California. So it's funny. There's a lot of people moved here from California only to discover, Mm -hmm. hey, there's no more freedom in Washington State than there was in California. But you guys decided to to jump into this, into this fight, the fight for, for uh, medical freedom. And this is a great day to talk about it. The 4th of July, you know, our country founded on these principles of individual liberty. The United States really one of the only countries in the world that focuses on the individual rather than the collective, which is why we do not embrace socialism or fascism or Marxism. We believe in individual freedom in this country. Why is this such an important fight for you at this time in, uh, in, our, in the history of our country? Well, like you shared, I have three daughters and... Um, I never set out really to question the vaccine narrative. I just said, I want to do what's best for my kids. And so, you know, you think of any new mom, they research high chairs and car seats and what blanket they're going to let their baby sleep in. And so part of that for me was researching vaccines. And I thought, okay, well, we'll just slow down the ones that we give our kids. And then we, we would look at the next one and think, oh, well, they don't. You don't need that one because of whatever reason. And then we get to the next one. And, and then eventually we realized, wow, we actually don't need our kids to have a lot of these, or we don't think that would be in their best interest. And so for a long time, we were kind of just quietly doing our thing. And then when uh, there was the MMR, was it 2019 in Washington state, there was the measles outbreak. Right, right. And everybody lost their ever-loving mind. Yeah, I remember. There is the MMR one that changed and they removed the philosophical exemption uh, to go to the public schools. or I I think it's just to be in any school. I'm not quite sure of like the specifics of that. Um, And then then COVID hit. 
Mm. And uh, we knew right away that this was about more than just a virus. And so we kind of just kept doing our thing. And we had our kids at home, you know, for the distance learning. We still went out. We we enjoyed our time together being with family and stuff. And then the the vaccine rollout started happening. And I said, I got to do more about this because this is the future for our children. And so I can't just sit here and quietly let things happen. So I got to do something. I got to speak up. So that's that's why we're involved. So uh, Informed Choice Washington, and I know, I mean, uh, you before the show, you and I were talking about the fact that this is a national broadcast. So a lot of people live, listening to this are outside of the state of Washington, but uh, there are organizations, and we'll talk about this more uh, all over the country. You know, freedom is not going to defend itself. You know, we are the ones who will need to defend freedom and medical freedom, which I never thought that we would be even talking about in this country. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, let's also in a moment, we'll differentiate this between uh, the abortion industry who likes to say, well, it's part of your freedom is to be able to have an abortion, which I completely disagree with. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you survey the landscape uh, over the last several years, and particularly as it relates to the forced masking of children, uh, there have been so many now studies that have come out that said, hey, the the uh, the lockdowns didn't help. We actually know they did more harm than good. They mm-hmm. certainly, we're going to be paying for this as a nation mm-hmm. for a very long time. Right. Uh, the the loss of, of human life, obviously tragic. Uh, and even beyond that, the loss of people's incomes, the loss of livelihood, the loss of uh, relationship. A lot of people have had damaged relationships. And this can all be stemmed back to you now, uh, government intrusion into the personal decisions of individuals here in the United States. Mm -hmm. And so as a board member now uh, at Informed Choice Washington, what is the primary focus? What is it that you guys are trying to accomplish uh, as an organization? That's a really good question and pretty loaded. So I got a, I got a lot of information that I can share with I that. love loaded questions. Go for it. Okay. So um, in, with Informed Choice Washington, we are about informed choice. So information, being able to make your decision um, with any medical procedure, whether it's surgery, whether it's a vaccine or wearing a mask, there's the risks ben- and benefits that you have to consider. And so we want to educate people in every sphere of knowledge regarding medical freedom and, or, or medical pre- procedures, I should say. So with, with the masks, okay, yes, it might help in these situations. However, it will harm in these situations. And so I, this might be more of a personal take on things. I feel like you just need to be informed and then you make a choice for your family. And so that's a big part is educating So we try to get that information out. The things that we have to share are not, well, there's this great phrase. It's not misinformation. It's missing information. So Mm. these are not lies that we're pulling out of thin air. The things that we have to say can be backed in looking more closely at the scientific studies, at the the, uh, vaccine trials, all of the kind of things, uh, you know, they say follow the science. Well, when you really do look and follow the science, there is a lot of information that we're not being told. And so part of Informed Choice Washington is we want to make sure that information gets out there. We also have a lot of resources. We have a really fantastic website that we have a few people who work on, keep things up to date. There's blog, 
post. Um, something that's super helpful is we have a risk benefit risk benefit practitioner referral. So if you're in the state of Washington and you are interested in figuring out how to get vaccine exemptions for your child, we have a way to help you get connected with a doctor who will give you the talk about the risks and the benefits and then can sign off on your religious or philosophical exemptions. So that's a huge service that we have. We have a radio show that airs every Friday from three to five in the Puget Sound area. And that is hosted by Bernadette Pager, who is also on the board. And she has great information. She has guests on. A couple of weeks ago, she had an attorney from California named Gary Glaser, I believe it was. And he is pursuing a lawsuit that could really change things for what's called the control group. So those who have not been vaccinated. And we, uh, he, he has very interesting information on studies comparing the health of unvaccinated individuals versus vaccinated individuals. And it's just really interesting to see. Still with that, I say, look, get your information and make a choice. And then our, our last area is the legislative area. So do you want me to go into that too? Yeah, yeah. Because, well, this is where the laws are made. Mm -hmm. So and we want to get, and I think it's important to say, and it's one of the reasons why I'm running for Congress, uh, we want the federal government out of these decisions. Mm -hmm. These are states' decisions. We want these decisions as close to the people as we can possibly get them because that's where we have our greatest voice. And so uh, if we're going to be talking about legislative fixes to things like government overreach into medical decisions, and frankly, the Supreme Court just did this, right? Mm -hmm. When they reversed uh, the disastrous decision that was Roe v. Wade, they didn't do it. Uh, based on moral reasons, right? They right. did it because uh, it wasn't. It was never an issue for the federal government. This is an issue for the states, and mm -hmm. so uh, I know that Informed Choice Washington sees this the same way. They want to keep the federal government out of these decisions, and we want to see legislative fixes happen at the state level. Right. And um, well, I'll, I'll share a little bit about what we're doing with the legislative session, but we have some comparisons with other states to see how different states handle the the laws pertaining to health freedom differently. So when it's the legislative session, we have a few people who keep a very close eye on bills. There's Bill Track 50, and they put in a few search terms that they that we really want to know what kind of bills are being dropped. And then we have a sign uh, email sign up list that um, people can get emails saying, "Hey, there's this bill that is going to be voted on or is coming to the floor." And you know, I, I did government in high school, and then. I didn't think anything about it. So I'm still learning all my government stuff. So I'd say never let people, you know, never feel like not having knowledge of how the government works stop you from being involved. You just right, get in right. and you go for it. So thankfully, there are people who know a lot more than me about how all of this works specifically. But anyway, so um, you can uh, get on our email list and we'll help, uh, help people understand which bills are being discussed specifically pertaining to health freedom. And then you can contact your elected officials and encourage, you know, if they're on the committees and stuff, encourage them to vote or to speak supporting a bill or speaking out against a bad bill. It, there's been a few bills that some of our members have drafted and found sponsors for within the session. And, wow. Um, so, you know, we just keep we keep hitting it at every angle, educate people, build those relationships in the community, yeah. address the the political side of things and making the laws. So we just keep going and going and we're encouraged and we see some good changes and we see lots of people realizing that we need to do something. 
Mm, boy, and that's the key. That really is the key. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. All right. So I want to jump into uh, the the comparison that I keep hearing people make between medical freedom, which is what you guys are all about at Informed Choice Washington, and abortion. And uh, and I would imagine, you know, because these are questions that are being uh, really punted now because the uh, because of the Supreme Court ruling, the states are going to have to pick this conversation up again. And I wonder, like I was thinking about informed choice, and it seems to me that if a woman wants to get an abortion, she should be informed about what that actually is, right? right. Maybe be, you're able to see your baby in the womb, or you have to watch a video of an abortion that's done at your week, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. however many weeks you are. Uh, I, a woman wrote to me a couple of uh, a couple of days ago and was talking about an abortion that she had at 27 weeks gestation, which is just horrific. It's it's hard to even comprehend, mm-hmm. but it's not the same thing, is it? So when you talk about medical freedom and the right to choose whether or not you get a vaccine, something in your body, because that's the whole point, right? Bodily autonomy. Mm-hmm. Where do you where do you make the distinction? Why is it different? Well, so for in my opinion not necessarily an official representation of Informed Choice Washington, I would say that when you have an abortion, you're harming that child that's in your body. It's not your body. Yeah. And I think, you know, any mom that's had a baby, I I remember the first time I felt my twins kick probably each other. And then when I I had my third one, I remember I was on an airplane coming here to Washington to visit my family. And that amazing feeling at 14 weeks. Mm -hmm. But then even before that, when you go to the doctor for the first time and you hear their little heartbeat and fun thing with my twins, we heard one heartbeat, thought everything was fine, went back six weeks later and found out there was two of them. So, (laughs) but you know, even from that first time you hear a heartbeat, like that is, that is a different person in your body. And everything I did for me, I knew was going to affect them. And so that's how it's so different because then with the vaccines, if they say, well, it's, it's going to affect other people in the community if you don't get vaccinated. Right. Well, that's clearly not the case with the COVID vaccine. Yep. And there's other uh, vaccines that childhood vaccines that don't necessarily protect other people. The concept of herd immunity is not as we were told it was. And uh, I think in a lot of these cases, you can follow the money. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't that long ago that Fauci finally admitted uh, that his uh, $10.4 million portfolio had been buried. And if you look and see what's happening on the news and what's happening with the, the, the general population and the trust of the CDC, I mean, I believe that in April of 2020, it was like 70% people trusted the, C- the CDC. If you look now, I think they're down to, f- they're below uh, mm-hmm. 45%. And I would say probably some people ignore them too. Like before, I didn't, I didn't pay attention to the, what the CDC said. I just parented my yeah. children the way I knew was best. So we prayed for wisdom. We sought counsel of our family, yeah. other people, older families in our church. Right. Yeah. We didn't need the CDC. <laughs> no. And I would argue we don't need them now. Right. right? And the same with uh, Father Fauci, the high priest of the Branch Covidians. You know, it's the same same thing. People first heard about him. He sort of made a splash on the scene. We're like, oh, okay, this guy seems like a good guy. Well, then we realized these people are, I mean, this is all about money. It's all about control. Same with same at the, at the government level. And it's interesting to me to note that the voices that have stood out for freedom, for medical freedom, have largely been silenced. 
And I think we're starting to see now that the data is coming in. The empirical evidence is in now. Mm-hmm. So we know that people are dying uh, who have been vaccinated. And I've, I've said this on the show before, both of my parents, after getting the COVID vaccine, uh, they both contracted COVID. My dad passed away from it in December of last year. And my mom uh, contracted contracted COVID. And it was regardless of the fact that they had both been vaccinated. And so the American people should have the right to choose and they shouldn't be ostracized for it. That's another really important piece I think of fighting for freedom is to say that if somebody makes a decision that's right for them uh, with regard to a vaccine, to an injection, whatever it is, again, we're not, I don't want to conflate this with abortion because I keep getting people writing me and saying, you know, if you care about choice and medical freedom, then you should care about uh, making sure women have the the right to abortion. I see them as completely different uh, conversations with a completely different set of values that we're talking about. Absolutely. But for parents with their children, uh, it seems to me that parents should be respected right. in the decisions that they make for their families. And you guys are really standing up for that, pushing initiatives, uh, informing people. There are a lot of people listening to this today in the next uh, three minutes that we have left. Talk to uh, people about how they get involved. If they're concerned that this can happen again, now we know it can happen, mm-hmm. right? I think when this happened and... and uh, Biden stood up in front of the White House and said, hey, you know, we don't have the authority to mandate a vaccine. Then they did it anyway, knowing that there was a breach of their constitutional authority. They don't have this kind of power, but they took it anyway. People lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. People lost their lives. We know this can happen now. It, it, it likely will happen again unless we make steps right now to limit the authority of people that are making these decisions. How can people get involved? Uh, if this is their issue, I always tell people, if you want to know what your issue is, what is it that makes your heart race and your palms sweat and you're just like, this is wrong. I want to get involved. Uh, how can people who want to get involved in this particular fight make a difference? Well, if you live in Washington state, I would highly recommend uh, going to our website, informchoicewa.org. We have an email list, like I mentioned. I would say, and I, and I know you say this a lot too, Heidi, put your money where your mouth is. Donate. Yep. Because radio shows and flyers and events are not free. So uh, I know early on in, in my journey towards being a little more active in this, I thought, okay, I'll just give them $25 and that counts for my activity, my involvement. And then, you know, you just kind of grow in your comfort and being able to do yep. more. So that's for Washington State. Um, around the country, there's some great organizations, Children's Health Defense with Bobby Kennedy. Uh, Stand for Health Freedom. We're actually partnering with them right now on a really cool thing for uh, the upcoming elections. We have a, a candidate survey where they can answer qu- uh, any, any candidate running for office can answer some questions. And then Stand for Health Freedom is putting together a voter's guide based off of where you stand with health freedom decisions. And so Informed Choice Washington can't endorse candidates, but Stand for Health Freedom kind of has a different gig going on so they can put out a voter's guide. So you can look for that in your state. So make sure you vote for people who have the same values that you do with health freedom. And then, um, I mean, there's there's little organizations in any state, I would say, get together with people who are there. I have a good friend of mine who moved to Tennessee and she got involved and she's taking action and she's doing stuff. And, and Tennessee is a really great place and they have some great bills that are protecting the rights of the naturally immune but still, you want to be on the offense, not on the defense. And I think I sometimes I have a little bit of guilt. I, I waited too long. And now yeah. we're more on the defense. But right. I'm going to keep fighting. So find, well, oh, yeah. find a group well, in your just, area. And, and if there's not a group, start one. 
And that might scare mm. the pants off of someone. But that's what some friends and I did last summer with the unmasking. We just got an email list. We got people together. Pretty soon we had people around the state contacting us. Yeah, it's so important. And and really getting behind a lot of doctors have been targeted. You know, I just spoke to a friend of mine who's a physician last week, and he was saying that one of the major hospitals in my area had just let one of their best emergency room physicians go because he refused to get the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. This is wrong on a hundred different levels. It's wrong what's happening to our men and women in the military mm-hmm. uh, based solely around this ridiculous, uh, this, this ridiculous uh, shot. And it's a, this is the time for us to stand for freedom. And so we can get involved. I love that you said, put your money where your mouth is. Uh, we're very, very reticent to part with our money right now, particularly <laughs> because of uh, inflation and it's uh, costing more and more every single day to buy groceries and gas is obviously expensive, but these issues are very important and they need all of us. It's a heavy lift, uh, but it's something that can be done together. Heidi Hartnell, I'm really glad that you came on the show with me today. Again, uh, let us know what that website is one more time. It's informedchoicewa.org. And that's how they can reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. We got lots of information. Can I just leave with a little bit of encouragement from scripture? Yes, please. Okay, so I love Second Chronicles 20. Um, are you familiar with it? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So I I do a read through the Bible plan regularly, and I came across this last month, and I thought, this is it. So uh, Jehoshaphat's the king, and the Moabites and the Ammonites are coming, and there's a vast army, and the people come together to seek help from the Lord. And in verse 12, it says, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And I feel like that's what we're in right now. We're in uncharted territory, and we don't know what to do. I'm just a normal mom who said, I can't let this happen while on my watch. And then in verse 15, it says, do not be afraid or discouraged because of the vast army for the battle is not yours, but God's. And then he says, tomorrow, march down against them. So I, um, I know you've talked about this a lot. It's the whole get off the bench and into the battlefield. So we might say, well, we know God's in control. Everything will be fine. Well, yeah, absolutely. God was in control there, but they still had to go march down against them. And they took up their positions and they stood firm. And, and then I love this part, they sang. And as they sang, that's when the Lord set ambushes. And so you better believe we got a lot of singing going on in our house. <laughs> my my well, husband I plays the that. ukulele and we sing at night. And uh, I mean, before, before the go- girls go to bed and that my kids love singing. So you know, that's, that's kind of my encouragement. The thing that I keep thinking about right now, the battle is not ours. It's the Lord's. We don't know what to do. We're going to keep our eyes on him and we keep moving forward. Yeah, yeah that's right. And we get involved. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, it's just, you know, we always, we often talk about the, the story of David and Goliath. Well, David didn't sit home and wring his hands. Mm-hmm. He actually went out and he faced the giant and God gave him the victory. When the, when the Israelites won the battle against Jericho, uh, God sent in the worshipers, you mm-hmm. know, and they marched around the city of Jericho seven times and they sang with their tambourines mm-hmm. and the harp and the lyre and all those things. And God, God did amazing things, but he works through people, mm-hmm. through individuals. And we have an incredible opportunity right now because we live in a free country. Mm-hmm. We, we have work. the opportunity to engage. That's exactly, that's exactly right. There's so there, I'm, I'm not going to lie. There's times when I'm terrified, but there's so much joy in knowing like, God's using us. He's using everyday yeah. people. Yeah, it's exciting. It's an, an amazing time uh, to be an American. It's an amazing time to know the Lord yes. and to just be able to stand for freedom wherever you are. 
Uh, Heidi, it's been great to have you on the show. Come back again. Keep us posted. If there's ever anything that changes or something that uh, listeners need to be informed about, uh, reach out to me and we'll get you back on and we'll update people. Thank you for taking a stand for freedom. I appreciate it. Thank you. You guys want more information on Informed Choice Washington, you can go to the show notes today. Uh, I'm going to encourage you just like Heidi did. Don't be discouraged. Be encouraged. Uh, God is still at work. He's using his people. And this is an amazing time to engage in this battle for the hearts and minds of the next generation and also to make sure that America remains the land of the free. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great day. Enjoy fireworks with your kids tonight. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.